Hello and welcome to MVP the Master's Voice podcast on mediabrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pavanar Chavla and I am delighted because mediabrief.com is purely driven by insightful and deep dive sets and pieces of content which help empower the media marketing branding marketplace. And uh, with me today is a truly respected brand strategy expert and author who's just written his latest and much acclaimed book on brand positioning. Please join me in welcoming Uli Applebaum, founder of the brand strategy firm First the Trousers Then the Shoes Inc and who's brilliant simply written an empowering new book The Brand Positioning Workbook a simple how to guide to more compelling brand positionings faster It's a short book with a real long title but truly gives you the synthesis Well I haven't even said welcome to Uli yet but this book has seized the imagination of a delighted practicing brand custodians and marketers as you can very well see how it has delighted me which is why such a long introduction Uli Applebaum thank you and welcome to MVP the Master's Voice podcast on mediabrief.com Thank you so much for having me Pavan very excited to be on your show today Thank you for uh, being here Uli and also a very big thank you to Valerie Silverman Kearns your strategic comms custodian who reached out to us from New York for this interaction and also helped us publish an interview with you a very decent deep dive and also an excerpt from your excellent book which I confess will get the lion's share of this conversation we will speak about why you wrote the book how you hope it will uh, help every brand custodian across levels and sectors and more and by the way before we begin our conversation I must tell you when my dear friend and one of the most respected professionals across the spectrum of advertising marketing brand building in india bobby pawar uh, i was chatting with him on whatsapp and i told him you know what i'm going to get uli uh, applebaum to speak with and he says hey he's one of the best people i've worked with so he remembered you very fondly and with a lot of professional delight bobby is absolutely brilliant and thanks for mentioning valerie as well who is indeed my my pr uh, consultant and working with me on this she is absolutely excellent as well so yes it's great to work and uh, know a network of really smart and brilliant people absolutely absolutely and i think about bobby and about valerie what you said were actually understatements but then that's what you're given to right let's say less and that's going to be more <laughs> just my way of telling you that they are delightfully wonderful professionals I agree my listeners the brand positioning workbook draws from author apple bombs i'll call you uli bio leave from his extensive career as a senior brand strategist and planner at some of the top advertising agencies in the world today and amplifies the role of a strategist as the primary guide on the branding journey the book introduces the reader to easily implemented problem solving tools proven territories for productive brainstorming ideas for breaking down biases and groupthink tips for more productive virtual brainstorming sessions and much more and i think these three or four sentences are a look at the book from a bird's eye view but with a magnifying lens now i'm into oxymorons but yeah and i think uh, if we remember these uh, words and this whole entire approach what i'm going to do is try and have uli peel the layers from this descriptor so uli let's begin this conversation shall we absolutely right why did you decide to write the brand positioning workbook i know it sounds like a very stupid question because i'm really glad you decided to write it but i'd like to hear it from you for our listeners also also tell us whom you specifically intended it for uh, when you were writing it 
Absolutely, it's it's a it's a simple but uh, question, but an important one because one thing I noticed when I decided to write uh, the book on brand positioning and how to develop a brand positioning, I obviously looked at what is available out there, and mm. what I've seen is Amazon in the U.S. at least offers or lists over 260 books about brand positioning. So you wonder why do I need 261? Um, and <laughs> and the reason is simply because I've been working on on developing brand positionings all over the world for over 20 years now. And what I've never encountered is a simple manual, a simple how-to guide that walks the reader or the practitioner hmm. through a step-by-step method on how to come up with ideas that will ultimately lead to really differentiating and relevant brand positioning platform. So I haven't um, hmm. uh, discovered this type of book. A lot of the books on brand positioning, you know, just rehash the theory of brand positioning in a different shade of gray, so to say. Uh, but they don't really give you uh, uh, valuable tips. And I've been using the methodology described in this book for over 15 years now and have been fine-tuning it. And I see how well it works. It's really not rocket science. It's really sound and proof um, thinking on how to get to better strategic ideas. Um, and the ideal audience for for the book are really people who are not satisfied, marketing folks who are not satisfied with the status quo, right? So people hmm. that really want to try to dig a bit deeper when developing a positioning platform, meaning they want to find a truly innovative solution or platform for their specific brand, um, but also people who may not know where to start and how to go about it or only have a certain way to develop a brand positioning platform and are looking for additional inspiration thought starters on how to look at their brand problem from a different perspective. Sure. If you are a firm believer in there's only one way to develop brand positioning, let's say through brand purpose, and there is nothing else out there, um, I would say the book is not for you. Uh, but I would also say you'd be missing 94% of potential solution to position your brand if you have a narrow-minded set, so to say. Absolutely. And I'd like to add just a couple of thoughts here. Uh, Uli, I think that very often marketers inherit a brand positioning, right? As the market evolves and target audiences evolve and the need to iterate the brand positioning afresh evolves uh, and sort of grows with, you know, changes and developments in, in the brand offering and everything else in the kind of audiences it connects with. Also, Today, I think the most effective connections which bring in better connects and ROI on all digital marketing, for instance, if I were to just make it a very tactical thing, okay, they stem from content which is well connected with and gels with the ethos and personality of the brand. And if that itself is well flawed or, 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 or falls short of what the brand actually has a potential to stand up for, then I think you are actually climbing uphill and carrying old baggage. So I think your book, your simple uh, manual is really going to empower a lot of people. Absolutely. 
First of all, thanks for saying that. And you're correctly right. What you're talking about at the broader scale is also the mental biases we have, right? So my positioning has been working for the last five years, or my organization has developed brand positioning platforms using this methodology for the last 15 years. And we've always been successful doing so. Mm. So we're going to continue to replicate this. You know, it's like when you know that something works for your career, when something gets you promoted, you're going to stick with that, right? But the reality is, the market can change, technology changes, a new competitor comes into into play, and then all of a sudden, the old way of working doesn't really work anymore. And you don't know what to do because you're stuck in this approach, your management is stuck in this approach, and all of a sudden you need to break the mold or the bias you have and look for a new solution. Yes, and everybody is in such a tearing hurry today because... You know, the earlier uh, four different aspects or the three most important uh, parts of the, you know, marketing funnel where it's awareness and then you go on to, you know, more information, you go on to customer acquisition. Today it's been crunched and every communication has to achieve two things together. Immediately create brand awareness or product awareness or update awareness and immediately get a call to action that will actually end up with a customer acquisition. Who has the time to go back and look at the drawing book afresh? But then they need to, I think. So, Uli, tell me, based on your, what, more than a quarter century of experience and research, what is Uli Applebaum's definition of brand positioning? You know how when you grow older and more experienced, your thinking becomes simpler and simpler and more reduced to the essential. That's the way I look at my my evolution. And my definition of a brand position is really extremely simple. It's really about defining what brand associations you want to create with your offering in the future. Right. So the whole foundation of the book is that brands are bundles of associations that you connect with either what you know, what you experience, what you hear from, what others say. And the role of a brand positioning is simply to define Mm. these are the two or three uh, core associations I want my core consumer segment to connect with my offering. And this can be product-based, benefit-based, origin-based. There are many 26 different sources of brand association. Mm. But that's really it. And what you mentioned earlier about the, the purchase funnel is, is highly relevant as well because what we know, uh, research shows us that an important element is more and more brand salience, right? So the ability to remember a brand at the moment of purchase. And the way to create brand salience is by reinforcing very specific brand associations. So, and that's where, where it becomes so useful and as I said, it's a very simple definition, but if you know that your role as a marketing director is to create or to reinforce, let's say, the brand association with a country of origin where your brand comes from, you can determine every single touch point of your customer journey and look at it thinking, does my initiative, does my promotion, does my packaging, does my advertising reinforce this association or am I wasting money? because it it gets distracted and focuses on something else. Wonderful. And what, according to you, Uli, are the crucial elements or inputs that must be finalized and agreed upon for you to say, for you, Uli, to say, yes, this is the essential 
checklist it's a bad word but checklist of elements minimum that must be completed and now that this list is completed the sum total of the parts does actually equal to and deliver a complete brand positioning well iteration if you will so what are the elements well there there's several elements and and you can boil them down in a formula but um typically the formula of a brand positioning statement was to state who your core audience is obviously you need to understand who your audience is and what drives them with regard to your category hmm. you need to understand and that's an important one the frame of reference hmm. um in which you want to position your brand and hmm. all too often especially in the world of cpgs hmm. the frame of reference is mainly and exclusively the competition hmm. so if you are selling a brand of cereal you look at other brands of cereals as your competitive set hmm. and what i've learned is that if you open the frame of reference for example cereals you look at them as you know fuel in the morning hmm. that is your frame of reference you can start to think about what are my alternatives in the morning to get ready for the day or to eat or etc so it it changes the context in which you present your brand so that's number 2 hmm. number 3 is simply the the value you offer to your consumers why should they buy your product what is it you do hmm. and the fourth element which is often forgotten but i think in a in a world where more and more brands have generic benefits becomes increasingly important is the hmm. why should i believe you hmm. what is the reason to believe for you to be able to claim that you know your benefit is better than anyone else out there um so those for me are the four core elements mm-hmm. and the truth is there's a framework that you can fill out mm. but if you are clear on those four elements you can also capture your positioning statement on a post-it note um you know what i mean Lovely. the clarity of your thinking is what matters not the framework you use that's very insightful uli I do believe your book the brand positioning workbook and I'm giving the shorter version of the name deserves a respectable place strutting its spine beside that of the original great one book that I've loved and I still go back to rereading I'll just open an occasional page and any page and you know marvel at the clarity and the beauty of the expression and thought which is you know reason trout's positioning the battle for your mind which is now in its 20th year So what makes the brand positioning workbook by Uli Applebaum distinct from other books about branding and marketing so that it sort of struts itself and its spine proudly beside uh the original great of the reason trout's uh, positioning So Pavan you make my day by by mentioning in the same sentence uh, Trout and Reese's positioning book and my book because at the core really what drove me at the the brand positioning um book by Trout and Reese is literally what what pulled me into the industry uh, i read this when i was a student and i said this is what i want to do in my career and uh, hmm. but over the years i then realized it's great they established a contact concept they really became very influential in the world of marketing but they really didn't tell you how to get to this positioning how to win this battle they give you principles on what makes a good positioning but they don't give you the how to guide on how to do that hmm. and this is in my my humble opinion what i tried to do in in this book pavan which is simply give people a step by step process on how to do that and the core premises there are two core elements that that guide this book one is i look at the strategy process as a creative problem solving process and mm. what many people tend to forget is that the creative problem solving process really follows a rigor 
and and sort of like guidelines that allow you to come up with more ideas. And that means define a problem, have a divergent phase where you look at as many options as possible from as many different perspectives as possible. Mm. Then you have a convergent thinking phase, which is all about I rationalize everything, I group everything, I you know assess do the ideas uh, meet my objective so it's where your 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 rational brain kicks back in and then you implement it so this knows this premise that strategic process is a creative problem solving exercise is the first um, idea of this book and the second idea i mentioned the second phase of the creative problem solving process is a divergent phase is the ability to look at a variety uh, at your problem from a variety of perspectives and what's specific about my book is that I analyzed over 1,200 case studies of effective brand building, FE cases, and I identified what I call 26 sources of brand associations. Lovely, really excellent. In your book, you share 26 different territories that can be used as inspiration for marketers who are developing their own brand positioning platform. How did you go about developing these territories that you described? That's a great question. Thank you, Pavan. Um, it was basically, it started with an observation, right? When I was younger in my career, mm. I worked on um, various clients, including Procter & Gamble, on various countries. And what I realized is I saw sort of like patterns emerge. And those patterns were true across geographies, across time zones, and across categories. For example, I realized that one brand used a country of origin platform to differentiate itself in a specific category. Hmm. But then you could also see another brand in a very different country, in a very different category, also use the country of origin platform to differentiate itself and, and add substance to the benefit. And I started to observe these patterns and I asked myself, how many of these patterns can I identify? Hmm. And then, I mean, I'm not a theoretical or academic person, so I literally just looked at many, many case studies, actually close to 1,200. Oh. And basically, every time I saw a new pattern, I captured it. And uh, at the end of my search process, I ended up with these 26. How much time did it take? This is like really massive research. 10 plus years. So uh, oh, because wow. it's not a full-time job and, you know, you start a family and you grow in your career. It takes more and more time. So sure. it's not something you do over a weekend. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, but every time I saw a case study, I would capture it. Every time I saw training material, I would keep it, etc., etc. So um, it took me a longer time. But the reality is also I started to apply this thinking mm. in my workshops and in my actual work. Mm. So that allowed me to fine-tune them and to to sharpen them as I went along. So, um, mm. yeah, so I ended up with these uh, 26 territories that the beauty of if you explore them systematically when thinking about your brand mm. gives you what I mentioned earlier in this divergent phase, mm. the opportunity to look at your brand from all these different angles. Um which I haven't found another methodology that does that. Amazing. 10 years of, a, of research across a 25-year career so far and a rewarding and a very distinguished career. You are truly a very respected brand strategist. Absolutely wonderful. So, 10 years and you've 26 different territories across these 10 years. Tell me, which are the most, let's say, recurring or most important ones and not that that will mean that you say, okay, just these are enough. Obviously not because you've listed 26 and 
in the next couple of years you might want to add another couple so i don't know it's always an ever learning process that doesn't stop and but still tell me which are the most important ones that you've seen maybe the most common ones and the ones that have resonated with a lot of audiences across countries absolutely so so um, i mentioned the four elements of a positioning statement earlier and and that's the the way these 26 territories are organized as well so mm. the first group uh, falls in the definition of the frame of reference okay and so basically this can be you know when you look at the usage occasion um of your brand when you look at substitute categories when you look at what a sort of like values or need states does your brand um satisfy those are all things that allow you to reframe the way you look at a category mm-hmm. and my my experience is those are the ones you want to focus on if you really want growth category growth um so you know is your soft drink a a thirst quencher or is it a a juice a fruit juice or is it a sports or energy drink if these three very different contexts will have very different impact on how you position your brand and how successful it's going to be so okay. frame of reference is number 1 and that is really if you want to generate growth hmm. the second category the simplistic way to look at it is is in terms of the benefits you provide right mm. but the industry all too often just thinks about sort of like the emotional and functional benefit sometimes um, the brand thinks about or the category thinks about uh, a social benefit or psychological benefit mm. but there are way different ways to um, connect with the consumers it can be at the value level it can be at the sensory level you know through your senses it can be through archetypes basically by determining what core motivation does your brand fulfill in your consumer's life mm. so the whole benefit section in itself comprises eight or nine different sources of brand association mm. that go beyond the product benefit and the uh, sort of like functional and emotional benefit and the third area which i think is often neglected advertising agencies don't like to focus on them and clients like to overfocus on them is what is it in your product or in your service that is unique about it that allows me to claim the benefit you're claiming right so basically what is your reason to believe and your reason to believe can be anything from where it comes from it can be how it's made can be by whom it's made does it have ingredients that are unique and specific to to your offering is it endorsed by experts etc etc so in describing this pavan i just mentioned basically 12 different sources of brand positioning mm-hmm. so you mentioned that 26 of them that if you explore systematically really gives you a richness in understanding your brand that i haven't seen anywhere else um, in all modesty i mean i'm biased of course <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at all really i i think your book is truly amazing and um, in fact we're going to be starting a crossword for media marketing advertising people to solve you know it probably start as a weekly first because it's difficult to create them and i will be creating them myself and get some other experts also so i hope to put up a couple of copies of your book as prizes for people to try and win <laughs> So Uli what are the different applications of the methodology that you outlined in this excellent book of yours 
That's a great question, Pavan. And actually, I've learned over the years that the number of application is is fairly broad because what the book does, the method, it gives you a way of thinking. Mm. That's really what it does. Mm. And I've used it and I've seen people use it, obviously, to develop a brand positioning uh, from scratch from a new brand or mm. to reposition an existing brand. But I've also used it to refresh a brand positioning. At the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned the the, the need to, um, you know, you develop your positioning. Five years later, you need to refresh it. Um, what these 26 territories allow you to do is really to add a tremendous amount of texture to your core positionings um, and just tell more interesting stories still aligned with your core positioning, if that's, that's what is the right thing for the market. But I've also used it for... Uh, developing new product ideas and developing messaging strategies. So basically, what is it I need to communicate in my TV spot? Mm -hmm. You can use that approach to come up with different options on what to communicate. And what one part I enjoy a lot is I've used it also just to train people, whether it's, you know, in-house training. I've been invited by various agencies to, um, uh, to, to talk about the methodology, to basically teach people to think more creatively in the strategic context. And, and then a lot of people reach out to me and say they love it because it allows them to overcome mental blocks. You know, you're under time pressure. You don't have much information about your brand, but you got to deliver a brief tomorrow morning. Shoot. How am I going to look at it? What this allows you to do is really sort of like release the blocks you have and look at your brand from different perspective. And this will always trigger an idea. So as I said, um, uh, Pavan, it's really a way of thinking that can be applied to a whole variety of different brand applications, obviously. And when I now go back to that little descriptor I shared about the book when I was introducing it before or just in the beginning of our conversation only where I said that, you know, this is a book that is introducing the reader to easily implemented problem-solving tools, proven territories for productive brainstorming, ideas for breaking down biases and groupthink. I think groupthink is the biggest, okay, let's, you know, herd and be together and say, yeah, but all of us thought that. Yeah. And then tips for more productive virtual brainstorming sessions and much more. So, absolutely amazing. I totally understand. Or at least I get some of the various different uh, applications of the methodology. You actually summarize it much better than I did, Pavan. So, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something, Uli? I am convinced, actually, I believe that every student and practitioner and, you know, I do interact a lot with students whether at MICA or even the smaller but amazing BMM colleges and you know uh, across Bombay and different cities I was at presidency in Bangalore recently and you know young students who have wide-eyed bright-eyed youngsters and I think from those students uh, to practitioners from beginners to expert to self or industry proclaimed gurus will benefit a great deal from reading your book what, according to you, Uli, is the most important takeaway you hope that readers will walk away with after reading your book? One important takeaway each for professionals and students. It could be the same. So, um, one thing I've learned, I did, um, I did a workshop training, a seminar in the Dominican Republic uh, right before COVID. And mm. one of the biggest thing that the group or the team played back to me was it demystifies the positioning um, process. 
you know, the positioning, developing a positioning is is something very important. Obviously, hmm. it's something very glamorous. Where you know, all the chief strategy officer, the chief creative officer, all the big big cheeses work on um, because it's so important. But the reality is, it's not rocket science. For a student, for example, the way I, I look at it from a student, it really gives a student 10-15 years of compact marketing experience in a hundred pages. Lovely. So either you can spend 15 years working on brand positionings and you'll get to a similar level level of knowledge than what's in the book, or you jumpstart your knowledge base by doing this thing. And one of my big dream pavan is and I haven't found an opportunity to do that yet, is to do a competition, right? Where you give a group of 10 students the book and the methodology mm -hmm. and let them come up with the positioning for a specific brand. Mm. And then you give a group of uh, 10 experienced marketeers the same assignment without the book and um, see who comes up with the most interesting or more innovative positioning idea. My gut tells me that it would be the student group and not the senior marketing team. But uh, that's something, that's one of these projects I have on my bucket list to, to see who would come up with more ideas um, and better ideas um, with or without methodology. Wonderful. Uli, this has been extremely insightful for me because it also tells me that, you know, Bertrand Russell said education is the worst uh, sort of limiter for the child's imagination. So, I mean, I, not his exact words, just the essence of what I remember from very, very many years ago, but I think it's correct. And that's what you also just sort of alluded to because, you know, the templated ways of thinking, I mean, a good model can or a process can indeed become a template which becomes sort of guardrails which then become the box in which you are sort of jumping around. So, essentially, yes, you have to think beyond. Absolutely. So, Uli, that was a very helpful guided bird's eye tour of your book and the benefits from practical applications based upon the recommendations that you've made in the book. And I'm sure will surely accrue a lot of benefits to the brands and branding marketplace, if I may vaguely call it that. What impact do you hope to have on the marketing branding industry with the brand positioning workbook? Well, first of all, thanks you for those uh, generous and kind words. Really appreciate this. Um, if I had to describe the impact um, on the marketing community, it's very ambitious, but it's make strategic thinking and brand positioning better. First of all, you see in many categories, brands are positioned on top of each other in a very generic fashion, and that drives me crazy. And second, I was lucky when I started my career 20, 25 years ago mm. to really get training, excellent training resources, companies spending a lot of money to train me and my colleagues and access to some of the smartest people in the industry. All this marketing knowledge, I feel, is disappearing or has disappeared. So what I'd like to do is really share this in a sense and make sure that it doesn't get lost so that people can do smarter 
strategies and therefore build brands that are a bit more exciting and frankly in the process help their own careers right we live in this world that is all about transactional transactions marketing transaction but i still believe that if you have a junior in a room that comes up with a brilliant strategic idea on how to position a brand i really believe that's how you build your careers not by saying oh i have a new cool post for tiktok or i have a cool new picture for instagram that is not it might be wrong i might be outdated here but i still believe if you come up with this one thought that really drives the growth of a brand that is how you succeed in your career and that's what the book does it just gives you many ways to come up with thoughts to drive brand growth basically so as a very ambitious i don't know if it's realistic but that's my driver that's the reason i've um, one of the reasons i've done this amazing you've actually decided to share a cull and collate synthesis the cream of the learning and put it in a nicely beautifully structured kind of a process way i'd say it's like the idiot's guide to reimagining and refreshing <laughs> brand positioning yeah. frankly you know somebody who doesn't know anything about it plus i think the best thing is that the best marketers the best self proclaimed or even industry acclaimed marketers gurus will definitely benefit from this because it just tells them okay shake your head and dust those cobwebs off and look at this afresh you know and what do you see correct they may not admit it but they will use it and that's enough for me so uh. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely you're doing everybody a favor but i must tell you and i i have the most enormous respect for the marketing fraternity in india we have some of the brightest best most experienced and also very very smart youngsters uh because of whom a lot of companies today are going in for you know very aggressively for reverse mentoring where youngsters come and speak with and talk about and share their passion new ideas thoughts that's awesome with senior people but yes i mean you know this kind of guidance is something that they will never have and it's actually going to give them a shortcut to the fast track you know get them a bullet train for their minds in terms of at least the knowledge that will help them think better and you know deploy logic and process and reasoning and ultimately fit it completely with the objective and the very personality of the brand that they are trying to you know define instead of force fit words just because they sound good so it's going to really change everything i'm sure and that's a beautiful way of looking at it sorry it was a long monologue but <laughs> I would like a recording pervan because the way you describe my book and my thinking is better than I would be able to do it so I think I'm going to ask for a recording and take snippets of your description and <laughs> and use those in the future. Oh my god. <laughs> so Uli uh what I really like about the book I've already told you and you've liked what I've how I've described it also. So we are on the same page. But I think the most important ingredient anybody who wants to relook at themselves and look at the book uh, without any cynicism saying oh i've been there done that what is what's he going to teach me right i think the most important ingredient that you need is humility the ability to look at it you know uh, with humility and the confidence that i must i must try and cull from this and get what benefit i can so what for you is the sweet spot where uh you know promoters and brand custodians and cmos should look at this book from you know what is the perspective they should have in mind when they open this book 
That's another good question. Asking great question, Pavan. <laughs> um, I, I think it has to do with the attitude of a marketeer or a person, right? So it's either you have the mindset, hmm. I know everything and I'm always right and I'm the king of the world and I have the better ideas. Hmm. Or you have the mindset of, you know, there's always an opportunity to learn. Someone may have an idea that is actually better than mine. Hmm. What I've learned is it's kind of like... Um, weird, right? You mentioned humility, which I 200% agree with. I would call it the lack of ego. Right. When you take ego out of the strategic process, out of your career, so to say, hmm. then all of a sudden, you have the humility to say, there might be a better idea in the room, and I put my ego aside because I identify it and take it and, and you know share it and make it a bigger idea as opposed to just say, it's not mine, so I'm going to discard it. And it also allows you to be continues to, to learn and say there may be other ways than my way that is better and that is worth looking into. So it's really learning organizations at organizational level and at a human level. It's people that are humble and without ego. And I don't know if you've noticed in your career, but I've noticed in my career, the best people I've ever worked with, the most inspiring people I've ever worked with are those without ego or at least don't bring the ego to work. And those are people with humility. And those are really the, the, the sort of like people to learn from and to grow from. So uh, fully aligned there with you here, Pavan. Uli, I've had an amazing conversation with you and I could go on and on, but you have to start your working day. You're speaking with me all the way from Minneapolis. Thank God for virtual. And it is about, what, 10.30 at night here in Mumbai. And thank you for the time. I really enjoyed the conversation. Very insightful. A lot of guidance. A lot of inspiration. And a nice, big, strong, solid nudge that, hey, you know what? There's another beautiful way of looking at life and brands and how we go about approaching them. So, thank you very much. What did you think of our chat so far? So, uh, no, I'm, I'm very humbled. Thanks for, for having me, invited me, Pavan. Um, I, I was really humbled when I checked out mediabrief.com and obviously the MVP uh, Master's Voice uh, series uh, by the quality of your content and the caliber of your content and your guests. So I'm the one humbled um, to be on your show and to be able to to contribute a little bit about this. And also thank you for giving me the opportunity to um, to introduce me to the Indian market, to the Indian market community. Um, I hope that by you know promoting your content, I'll be able to uh, share the quality of your content on the North American platform as well. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much, Uli. You're very, very kind. And thanks once again to Valerie Silverman Kearns for having connected us. I fully agree. Thank you. And thanks for talking to me so late. It's much earlier where I am. So I really appreciate you spending your spare time to talk to me. Really appreciate that, Pavan. This is not my spare time. This is my happiness time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You're tuned to MVP, the Master's Voice podcast on MediaBeef.com. I'm your host and friend, Pavan Archawla. With me is Uli Applebaum, founder of the brand strategy firm, First the Trousers, Then the Shoes and writer of this amazing The Brand Positioning Workbook. Uli, you have 35 seconds. Why should marketers read this book? If they really want to build brands that stand out from the competitive environment, but that really strike a chord with consumers and are looking for solutions that go outside the, the collective thinking, that's why they should be reading the book to find out with this unique nugget of ideas to help build brands. And it's a beautiful process-driven thing which will make it really simple for them. Absolutely. Go ahead, buy this book. It's on Amazon and it's also available elsewhere.
Uli Applebaum, founder of the brand strategy firm First the Trousers Then the Shoes Inc., and whose brilliant, simply written and empowering new book, The Brand Positioning Workbook, has seized the imagination of and delighted practicing brand custodians and marketers alike, was my distinguished guest on this episode of MVP, the Master's Voice podcast on MediaBrief.com. I found this conversation extremely insightful, delightful, and truly empowering. I hope you did too. Till we meet again in the next episode of MVP, the Master's Voice podcast from MediaBrief.com. This is your host and friend, Pavanar Chawla, saying thank you for tuning in. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Squarely in the groove.